It's Saturday of the third week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. The Roman station today is Santa Susanna, although recently, when the stations are being observed, the masses are held across the street at the beautiful Carmelite church, Santa Maria della Vittoria, where you will find Bernini's astonishing statue of St. Teresa in ecstasy. St. Susanna seems to have been a relative of the Emperor Diocletian and was the niece of Pope Gaius. Diocletian wanted her to marry, and as often the case with these Roman virgin martyrs, she had made that vow of virginity. In 296, Diocletian killed her father and her uncle the Pope, and also Susanna, whose head was chopped off in her family home. Santa Susanna, the church, may be one of those house churches that we've heard so often about in these Lentcasts. It was already a place of worship by 330, and it was called Santa Susanna by the 7th century. It was, like all Roman churches, restored several times over during the centuries of its life. There was a major reconstruction under Sixtus IV. At that time, the church stood in a rather degraded area, pretty much abandoned and becoming rural again. Sixtus V, in the late 16th century, was a great city planner and builder, and so he put in a great fountain with the statue of Moses that stands across the street from the church, it was a bid to bring people back to the area by providing fresh water. The facade of St. Susanna by Carlo Maderno from 1603 impressed Rome so much that he was given the job of the facade of the new basilica of St. Peter on the Vatican Hill. In the extraordinary form of the Roman Rite today, the first reading is the long account from the Old Testament book of Daniel about Susanna, surprised by wicked men while taking her bath in the family garden. They falsely accuse her of adultery when she would not accede to their nefarious desires. The gospel reading is the tale of the adulteress brought before Christ. How carefully we must tread in life and be wary of those who would cause us to sin. And when we do fall in sin, we must come back to God in confession. We always have a merciful Savior in Jesus our Lord. From Meditations for Each Day by Antonio Cardinal Bacci The saints loved to pray. Prayer was the source of their strength and consolation. They prayed with enthusiasm for as long as they were able. They would have liked to spend their lives in intimate conversation with Jesus. They loved God so much that they lived and worked only for Him. For this reason they regarded prayer as a pleasure. The hours of prayer passed like seconds because love does not feel the passing of time, nor does it notice discomfort. Our Lord gave us an example of this in his own life. When he prayed to his heavenly Father, he continued all night in prayer to God. In spite of the fact that he was God, he gave himself in prayer to his heavenly Father before he worked any of his miracles, and in Gethsemane before he went to his passion. It must be the same with us. A man who does not love prayer does not love God. If anyone works without praying, his work is useless. We should feel the need to pray just as much as we feel the need of God's assistance. The happiest hours of our lives should be those which we spend in prayer.
The saints had their failings and temptations like everybody else. Some experienced continual spiritual aridity. Others, like St. Anthony and St. Benedict, were often tempted against purity, while St. Francis de Sales was strongly inclined towards impatience. Others, like St. Therese of the Child Jesus, were even tempted to despair. But they all conquered by means of prayer. If we wish to conquer in the same way, we must pray too. Let us never tire of praying. Sooner or later, the Father of goodness and mercy will answer us. <laughs>